today on It's Time. When God deals with the world, he deals differently with them than he does with you because you are his children. And what will happen to them will be different than what happens to you. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. The land was corrupted by the swarm of the flies. Verse 25. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It is not right to do so. Now what Pharaoh is saying here is, Okay, I'll give you guys a day off to go sacrifice. He didn't say they could go and leave three days like the original command from God was. He just said, Okay, just take your day off and go serve your God. Moses said, it's not right for us to do so. For if we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God, if we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, they will, um, will they not stone us? In other words, they worship cattle. They worship, they were, they were pantheists. But God required blood sacrifice because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so Moses is saying, if they see us making an animal sacrifice, which is worshipped by the Egyptians, will they not want to stone us because we're killing their gods in our worship of ours? So, we will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he will command us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you shall not go very far away, intercede for me. So he says, so, okay, I'll let you go. You can't go very far, uh, but get rid of these flies. So Moses called Riddex, No. Then Moses said, Indeed, I'm going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord. I will intercede. By the way, this word entreat means to intercede. And by the way, for all of us that are Christians, you are intercessors. And in those days in the Bible, the priests did two things. They represented God to the people and the people to God. That's what we are. The Bible tells us, Paul says, we are a kingdom of priests made under the Lord. We are his servants. And when we say servant, what does that mean? Well, I'm out, you know, uh, scrubbing the parking lot for you, God. No, what it means is that what we would do like a priest would do. You represent God to the people and the people to God. And so that's what, what we do as well. I'm going out from you and I will entreat the Lord. 
that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh and the servants from his people. But let, let Pharaoh not deal treacherously with us any more in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh and from his servants and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people go. Wow, you see this guy over and over again saying, I'll do one thing, then God does what he asks, and then he changes his heart and hardens his heart before God. Then the Lord said to Moses, chapter 9, verse 1, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go, And still hold them. Behold, the hand of the Lord will be on your cattle in the field, on your horses, on your donkeys, on your camels, on your oxen, on the sheep. And there will be a very severe pestilence. And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of that which belongs to the children of Israel. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. And the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. Because of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Then Pharaoh sent, and indeed not even one of the, not even one of the livestock of Israel were dead, but the heart of Pharaoh became hard and did not let the people go. You know, it's interesting. He sent to find out if what Moses said is true. Let's go check out land of Goshen where the Hebrews are. Did any of their cattle die? No, not none of them died. This to me, friends, is really important because of this reason. When God deals with the world, he deals differently with them than he does with you, because you are his children. And what will happen to them will be different than what happens to you, though they're in the same proximity. God knows who belongs to him, and God knows who does not belong to him. That's why there's more to being a Christian than apple pie in the sweet by and by. In other words, yeah, I've got heaven when I die, but in the meanwhile, I just struggle through this life, this zoo we call living. No, that's not the way it works. The Bible says that we are his servants for a reason. Because we're his servants, God then protects us. Do you realize there's so much more to being a Christian than just eternal life? There is a Father in Heaven that loves you. And it is weird. I get this question on to every man and answer quite often. And they'll call up and they'll say, well, what is the right name for God? Is it Yahweh, Yeshua? Um, um, we had another one I'd never heard of before. Uh, Yabashah or something, I, you know, all kinds of kind of a transliteration between Yahshua and Yahweh. And, and I'm going, you know what? I feel sorry for you. Because, you see, when I was a kid growing up, everybody knew my dad as Mr. Kessler. 
But I knew my dad by the name Daddy. I like that. Because, see, that speaks of a personal, much closer relationship than calling God by his name. I call him by that personal relationship. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father. Now remember that, that's important. Our Father. That's the way Jesus said we are to relate to our God in heaven. Not some unknowable cosmic force in the outer, outer universe, but his daddy. Now, why is that important? Because when the plagues come upon this world, now I don't, I'm not talking about those seal judgments, trumpet judgments, and bold judgments in Revelation. I believe we'll be in heaven with Jesus. But when we see the judgments of God on a nation that's turned its back on God, when we see what the Bible says God will destroy a nation over, and it seems like America's got its pedal to the metal in, in those very things that God says he'll destroy a nation over, read Romans chapter 1. God has a way of protecting you. And I take great comfort in that. Knowing that in the midst of the fire, God will keep us cool. See, again, there's more than just eternal life. And that's a wonderful thing, everyone. But that God's hand protects you and me in these days. And as we see the world around us, like I believe it was with Pharaoh and the hardening of hearts, God still has his favor towards you. Don't forget who you are in Jesus. Don't forget you have a Father in heaven who deeply loves you and cares about you and recognizes that you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world, and that his desire for you is to shine and represent him in a world that doesn't know him, just like Moses represented God to Pharaoh in, in that world that didn't know him. And so they see that. Now, what does that mean? Representing God. Well, that means, first of all, I believe you have a heart. And if you've ever offended anybody in the world, be different than the world and tell them you're sorry. You see, the world's not sorry for what they do. In fact, they enjoy being wicked and terrible and stinky and nasty. But we sometimes do offend. We just do. Sometimes we do it on purpose. Sometimes we do it involuntarily. We didn't know we were doing it. But the Bible tells us when we're like that, what we need to do then is apologize. If we've made anything wrong, we want to make it right. We remember Zacchaeus, that little short tax collector that climbed up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus. Jesus is walking along the road. And there's this little short man hanging out of a tree, probably with all of his garb on. He was very rich. He, he, he made his extra money by overtaxing the people. So you have this well-dressed midget in a tree. Jesus is walking along and he stops and he looks up in the tree and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. out." I'm surprised Zacchaeus didn't fall out of the tree. He said, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. I must eat dinner at your house tonight. I like that about Jesus. He would invite himself to dinner. 
I must eat dinner at your house tonight. He comes over to Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus is so overwhelmed by the presence of God. He looks at Jesus and he says, if I have wronged anyone, I will restore them fourfold. By law, Levitical law, he was only required to double the, the, the encroachment. In other words, if I took uh, $10 from you, Levitical law says, I need to recompense you 20 He says, I'll give them 40 I am more than willing to make up for what I did wrong. And see, that shows that there was a change in his heart. And I believe that part of our Christian experience and part of we being Christians isn't that we always have a Jesus bumper sticker plastered on our head, but that we have a heart that when we have wronged somebody, they see a difference in us. Then in the world where it says, well, yeah, I like it or lump it. Too bad, dude. But we have to say, hey, I'm sorry. And even when we really haven't done anything wrong, we do that. Now, by the way, you apply this to your home life and your wives and husbands, children. Yeah, I know I really didn't do anything to offend my wife. She's just mad. But, you know, go make amends anyway. That's one of the things we do. Because again, the heart of God is to restore. The heart of God is to forgive. Think about how much God has forgiven you and me for. And if I can't forgive somebody, even if I really didn't do it, Jesus had forgiven them, they don't know what they're doing. I believe that is number one broken record in the world. They don't know what they're doing. But we forgive them anyway. Now, I'll tell you, friends, I'm doing good right now here on Sunday morning. When I get in the car and drive down Blue Lakes, it all changes. You signal left, turn right. You stop in the middle of the street for no reason. And I'm going, what are you doing? I think maybe they might have been abducted. I don't know. The car is there, but no one's at all. But the point is, is this. I need to have a softer heart. Because if I'm going to really represent Jesus in a world where he said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, as they're driving spikes through his hands and through his feet. Man, God, I realize I I need you to change my heart. Because, see, I I can get hard-hearted. I can can become Pharaoh instead of Jesus. And that's what they said. They said they first called Christians, they were called Christians at Antioch. Well, the the word Christian doesn't mean Christ-like. It means little Christ. Oh, look at all the little Jesus over little Jesuses over there. It was a, it was a, it was a condescending term. It was not. They were complimenting them. They were making fun of them for being like Jesus. But you know, I'd rather be like Jesus than anything else. You you look in the world. you, You see what it is. There's no love in the world. Have you seen it lately? Have you seen the movies that Hollywood makes? There's no love in the world. You you look at the hypocrisy that comes out of the world. It's staggering. You have everybody clamoring how terrible guns are, but there's not a, a, a movie that is made that shows the lawful, rightful use of a gun. It's all, it's all distorted and warped and twisted and sick. And they want to blame us when they're the promoters of the things that are, are, are killing us. 
You understand that we're light and salt, friends. But if I'm going to be more light and more salt, i got to have more of Jesus. Moses represented God to Pharaoh. Now, you know, I think it's interesting when Moses continually came to when he continually came to Pharaoh, he didn't walk in and say, you know, Pharaoh, here I am again, you stinking rotten bum. You know, coming in like, you know, maybe a Clint Eastwood voice, well, punk. You know, I mean, he didn't do that. He, he could have. I think he should have. Made a really good story in the Bible. But he came in not condescending because he met, and this is so important, he met Pharaoh where he was. I like that about God. He met Zacchaeus where he was. Moses met Pharaoh where he was. He didn't come back in and say, you low down, double two-timing, you said you'd do one thing and then you'd do something else. I, hey, listen. He met him where he was at. Did you notice as you continue to read these different plagues, always came to him with the same message. Let my people go. The message from God never changed. The way Pharaoh dealt with that is where the changes were going on. Unfortunately for Pharaoh, his heart was harder. Representing God in a world. Friends, that's what we do. I need more of Jesus, less of me. I need more of God's love, less of me. I believe one of the prime examples of being filled with the Spirit of God, we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the chapter on love. He says, though I speak with tongue and men of angels and I don't have love, it profits me nothing. I just become a clanging gong and a banging cymbal. He goes, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not doing anything right. And you look at that, and you look at all the power, uh, the gift of healings, tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, 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 gifts of, of miracles, all those things. Chapter 12, chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians. But right in the middle is this chapter on love. I believe that's the number one purpose of being filled with the Spirit. More love for God, more love for a lost world. And in love for that lost world... Not to come to him saying, you bunch of stupid, rotten, dumb sinners. But meeting them where they are with love and saying, hey, how can I point you to God? That's what Moses did. Moses continually went back to him. Again, God's grace is there. He could have hit Pharaoh with the killing of the firstborn, the tenth plague, right off the line. But he didn't do that. He gave him mercy of the other nine plagues. Hey, listen, there's two things for certain. There's a guide. You're not him. What are you going to do, Pharaoh? And Pharaoh hardened his heart. God meets people where they are. God met you where you're at. And if you're here this morning, and it looks like most of you are, um... God meets you where you're at. God will meet you where you're at. This morning, you say, well, I don't know who God is. I got drug in here by my friend or my family or whatever. But God will meet you where you're at. What is it that you need in your life for God to show you that he's real? God will do it. Well, God, give me a million dollars. That's not going to help you. What will help you is to know who you are. 
And you see, we'll never know who we are until we come to Christ. Because Pharaoh, the devil, is a hard taskmaster. Buy this, you'll be somebody. Wear this, you'll be somebody. Drive this, you'll be somebody. Hey, we are who we are in Jesus today. If you're not a Christian here this morning, you're being manipulated by the world. I want to encourage you to accept Christ this morning as your Savior. Best decision you'll ever make. It's a point where you say, okay, God, I've lived my life foolishly. I repent of that. And so now, instead of being like Pharaoh, instead of being a child of Egypt, I want to be your child. Where God says, let my people go. You know, God would say that to the devil today concerning you if you're not a Christian. It's time to let Bill, time to let Sally, time to let Tim go because you've held them in the darkness long enough. This morning, if you want to be let go of the darkness, life in Egypt, serving a Pharaoh that hates you, I want to invite you to pray this morning. Ask Christ into your life. Repent of the foolish way you've lived and said, Lord, for whatever time I got left, I want to live for you. And let God do that. He will. He will. He'll arrange the circumstances in your life to serve him. If you need to pray, let's pray right now. You just close your eyes, repeat this, and God will do as you say. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. I repent of the foolish way I've lived. So from this day forward, I commit my life into your hands to make me the best I can be for you. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins and he rose from the dead to give me life forever with you. And so now, fill me with your love. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I give my life to you. Thank you for eternal life. Keep me now in all of my ways in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that, welcome to God's family. Because God loves you, and here's what he'll do. You pass from death into life. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And God will begin to show you his promises each and every day. Read his word. good place to read is the book of John, chapter 3. Just read. Also the book of Luke. Good place to read. New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read those couple of chapter or couple of books there. It's going to bless you. All the Bible's good, but for somebody new that doesn't know the Bible very well, the book of Luke, the book of John, chapter three on, is real good. Chapters uh, one and two are good as well in the book of John. But to just start and read and let God speak to you will change your life. Number two. The Bible says to be baptized, and you can sign up for the baptism in the fellowship hall. There's a list there. You can sign up against this wall when you walk through the into the fellowship hall. And be in Christian fellowship. Those are the things that are going to cause you to grow. Get Christian friends, not the friends of the world, not Pharaoh's friends. You want Jesus' friends. And let him bless you and heal you. Don't forget, as a child of God, who you are. God said, my people. I like that. He knows who belongs to him. This morning, I just want to encourage you. Now, if you're a Christian, 
You got things going on in your life, you need prayer, let's pray. Let's see what God will do. We serve a big God that can deliver us. And so if you need prayer this morning, let's pray as we close in song. In fact, why don't we all stand right now? And if you need prayer this morning, I just want to encourage you to come and let's just see what God will do. We serve a God of miracles. Years ago, I went to a church in Roland Heights out by Pomona. And I remember there was a banner across the front of the church. And it just said this, expect a miracle. I believe that. Expect a miracle. Look what God will do. You serve a God that could part the Red Sea. You served a God that could take an old, crusty dude and make him brand new inside. That's a God unlike any other God. Letting him be king of your life. If you need prayer this morning, I just want to encourage you today. Father, for every person listening today, may you rest your Holy Spirit upon them. May you draw them close. Maybe we be more like you. May you give us that love that comes from you. And Lord, show us where we lack in those areas so we'll be dependent upon you. I can't love on my own, but I know you can put that love that you have for me into other people. And so, Lord, give us that heart. We thank you and we love you. So may you protect us. And Lord, for those that need prayer this morning, deliver them in Jesus' name as we pray. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website, at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's time.